Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, the host of Locked On Blue Devils. Glad to be with you here on this Wednesday. On today's show, I'm so excited to be joined by Dustin Chu from the Devils Den podcast. We'll talk about Duke basketball as they get set for an exciting offseason. The John Shire era is officially getting underway. I want to let you know to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Make sure you follow and subscribe Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Lockdown Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first watch and listen each and every day. As I said, so excited to welcome in Dustin Shu, a Devil's Den podcast co-host, a lifelong Duke basketball fan who's here with me to talk all things Duke Hoops. Dustin, the time is greatly appreciated. How's the summer going for you? How are you today, man? Well, I appreciate you having me, JJ. Uh, it's been warm already, um, <laughs> but as I've mentioned in the podcast, I'm a golfer. I'm out there every weekend. Um, so yeah, life's good. No complaints here. No doubt about it. I mean, a lot to be happy and grateful for here as we get into summer. We may be missing Duke basketball, but it'll be here. It'll be around the corner uh, as it's a big time for the Blue Devils as they're transitioning into the John Shire era and that sort of thing. Again, I mentioned you've got the co-host role with the Devil's Den podcast. Tell the Lockdown Blue Devils listeners and Duke community guys that might not have heard you before. Give us a little bit of your Duke background, Dustin. Uh, yeah, so I just just a normal fan like all you guys uh, love anything I can get my hands on relating to Duke basketball. I've uh, been watching Duke basketball probably since 89, I think was my first kind of memories of, yeah. of some of the players, Danny Ferry, but really more that 90-91 year when I was five, six years old. Uh, but uh, grew up here in Charlotte and um, just recently uh, with a couple buddies, uh, Josh Smith and Raul, who we've been talking Duke basketball through social media for a good 10 years every day. Uh, we have this message thread that's a couple million comments long now. Um, we just, we decided, uh, hey, we, we, we talk to ourselves about this all the time. Why not, you know, jump on a podcast and the opportunity came up to, uh, to revamp the, uh, the Devil's Den uh, podcast, which originally was hosted by Chris Bunn. Uh, it was a great host, did a great job, but COVID era uh, kind of kicked in and that went away and we've kind of brought it back and rebooted it and we enjoy doing it. We do it for free. Like I said, we're just volunteers, but that's how much we love Duke basketball and anything we can talk about. Duke and the devil, yeah, and the Devil's Den has been such a staple in the Duke community, right? A part of the 24-7 sports CBS family uh, sure. over there. You talk Steve Clark, John Watson, Adam Rowe, all the big names that you hear when it comes to Duke basketball. And here you guys are, these fans kind of revamping, revitalizing that conversation. And I'm always in such support of the other podcasts that are out there in the Duke basketball world and community. So when you start, like what was the biggest surprise maybe that you guys had as you started to kick off your version of the Devil's Den podcast? Well, JJ, I can tell you're a pro at this. Um, so, you know, for us, we're just, we weren't uh, broadcasting majors, anything, you know, so it was just more getting comfortable talking on, on uh, 
on a microphone yeah. or a camera. So that was the hardest thing. We knew we could talk basketball once we got into it. And that's kind of what we do. You know, we just like to chat amongst each other. Um, but of course, as you mentioned, uh, off air, you know, we've had some, some guests on, we had Dave Bradley on today's podcast, uh, the creative director of Duke men's basketball. It does a phenomenal job. If anybody here has ever watched anything from the Duke, uh, official account on Facebook, Twitter, he's the man that's behind that. Uh, so we were really excited to have him and, um, yeah, we're just three normal guys that love to chat Duke basketball. A terrific conversation. As you mentioned, that podcast is available right now, wherever you get them, you could go find it. You guys chatted with Dave Bradley, who does such a, uh, is the creative genius behind all of Duke's marketing and branding and the Duke Blue Planet stories that are there and just content that we're always kind of searching for and that sort of thing. Did you learn anything in your conversation with Dave Bradley? That Because that's my big thing. When I'm listening to it, it's like, I don't know that there's as much to learn because it feels like I'm consuming every single thing that they put out there. But then you sit there and you think about it and it's like this idea had to come from somewhere. And it truly is impressive to hear Dave talk the way that he did. Yeah. So uh, right out of the gate, you know, we were asking him about the origins of Duke Blue Planet because um, I always kind of assumed that was Dave's brainchild. Uh, you know, they started the website and they started just, you know, that was kind of the time of reality TV. So they were just doing small videos of John and Gerald in their dorm room or just, you know, little off the court stuff at first. Um, but actually Duke Blue Planet was started uh, under Coach Snyder. Um, it okay. started out as a, as a newsletter for recruiting and uh, and Dave was kind of handed it and, and turned it into what it is today, uh, which is, you know, as all you guys are familiar with, is one of the biggest recruiting tools uh, Duke basketball has. I mean, it's, we've really, taken off because of everything that Dave's done, you know, not to belittle Coach K, obviously people want to come play for Coach K, but uh, Dave had a big hand in, in making Duke the cool school again, I think, um, you know, especially those those early videos with Nolan, we got to know the players a lot more. Um, so uh, big shout out to Dave for everything he's done, because I don't know if we'd be at the spot we're at without him. No kidding. I mean, and just to hear the stories again of behind the scenes access, because it's one thing to watch Duke basketball players or any player of your sports uh, on screen in the game performing and that sort of thing. It takes it to a whole nother level when you get to see them off the court and kind of see their personality shine forward and that sort of. And as fans, Dustin, that's all we're looking for. It's right? like I want to be a little bit relatable to these guys. I understand sure. I'm not the McDonald's All-American. I'm not six foot eight or can dunk on command at any given moment, but maybe there are some goofy sides or elements of them that we can relate to. 100%. You know, um, if any of you guys are familiar, you know, Marshall Plumley, you know him on the court, this, uh, you know, uh, no frills guy he does what he's supposed to do, but off the court, this guy's a jokester. Just to get to know that side of his personality um, is, is a great thing that, that we have, and we should be thankful for everything they do. So Duke basketball dominates the social media world, and it's been something that we've known. If you're heavy into the Duke community, you know this. Duke kind of raised the flag, and they let people know, hey, we're elite at this. There were more numbers that came out over the weekend that spoke to that, uh, just how unbelievably dominant it is. Like, What do you think is the big impact of that from a fan's perspective to know that Duke is so good at kind of branding its program? Well, I mean, obviously – we see what it brings on the recruiting side of things. Um, you know, uh, the last several years, if we've not had the number one class, number two class. Um, so I think that kind of branding has made us uh, that much more, um, I guess, valuable 
for for some of these recruits because they know they can come in they're going to be exposed you're going to be on national tv every night um and to get that kind of exposure and build your own brand that can go with you you know once you leave duke university it's it's a major thing to have so the numbers that they put out there instagram interactions over the last five years duke men's basketball 138 million and then they were able to total up the conferences the big 10 right behind it 132 million the SEC, $108 million. The ACC, the conference Duke resides in, at $96 million interactions. And again, that number for Duke is 138 I mean, it's just unbelievable what they've been able to accomplish and that sort of thing. And, and to put the brand of Duke basketball out there, it is certainly elevated. You look at Duke Blue Planet taking off and the one-and-done era, it kind of goes hand-in-hand with the timelines and how those things came together. 100%. And I would also throw in um... – Coach K's time with Team USA. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I remember when Coach K first took over that job, there were a lot of fans that were not very happy about it because here's a guy that's going to spend his summers with NBA players rather than being on the recruiting trail working on getting the players he needs for his program. Um, and in, in those first couple of years, we missed on a lot of big-name recruits. I don't know if you guys remember, but we missed Greg Monroe. We missed Patrick Patterson, you know, and <laughs> – to look back on it, it's unthinkable today that we would offer guys like this and they would pass on it um, because of what we've become in that time. And I think social media coming to be what it is, Duke Blue Planet, like you mentioned, um, along with the one and done air. And then you add in their prestige of Coach K, you know, can tell them, hey, I coach Kobe, I coach LeBron, I coached all these guys. So all that came together at the perfect time. And this is what it's became. And um, as a fan, you know, I'm thankful for it. I've got to watch rj and zion and tatum and Kyrie and the list goes on um and and be a fan of these guys even after they leave duke uh into the nba the dominance is certainly continuing for duke and we know that's going to continue in the john shire era let's talk a little bit about that more specifically and dustin sure. we're going to do that coming up after our first break here on locked on blue devils again you're listening to a wednesday edition of locked on blue devils and our show today is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports development news and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup. We've got the NBA Finals tonight. Game three, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics, the former Dukey at home, taking on Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. All the lines there at BetOnline.net. Also, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals going on. Major League Baseball, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. As we welcome you back into today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson, alongside Dustin Shu, a Devil's Den podcast co-host, uh, yesterday, we saw an exciting press release for Duke basketball that John Shire announced they've got a new general manager for Duke men's basketball. Rachel Baker enters the mix as Duke's new GM. They've never had this position for, before. She's got plenty of experience as she will help enhance their skill sets, capitalize on strategic partnerships, including NIL opportunities, and navigate being student-athletes the school announced. Again, Nike and EYBL experience, experience at the NBA level. Uh, this is just so forward thinking. It's unbelievable that Duke made a move like this. 
uh, I mean, it's been described as a home run, and I think you can't really put it anywhere else. Um, you think about the moves that John's already made in the short time that he's been the head coach. I mean, not only the recruits that he's gotten, but the additions that he's made. You've added Jai Lucas from Kentucky. I thought that was a great hire. Uh, you pull the Elon coach out to be a special assistant. And then you make this move, um, which I don't know if there's another uh, – college GM in the country yeah. like that it's forward thinking uh we're in a whole another no, era of college basketball um and I'm just excited to see where John takes it because obviously he's uh playing chess and not checkers right yeah as Brendan Marks of the Athletic put it on Twitter yesterday and again he's been on the podcast so frequently here on Locked On Blue Devils it's youth and it's connections that John Shire has been so great and to, to have a move like this again Baker coming in to take on this general manager role to have the recruiting ties and connections like Duke already dominates recruiting. So why not make it even stronger? Duke already had the top recruiter in the nation and John Shire. Now he's going to the head coach position and he says, all right, well, I'll go to Kentucky. Uh, who's that guy's last name's Lucas on the bench over there. He's number two in the entire country. And as you mentioned, Jai Lucas enters the fold. And next thing you know, they've got the top two recruiters now in the nation. Yeah, I mean, it's been remarkable what John's been able to do, uh, like I said, recruiting and then building the staff. Um, and then again, with Baker today or yesterday, I, I should say, um, just just somebody to kind of handle all that stuff that, that has a little bit of experience. Uh, I imagine that she'll also be helping out with a lot of the NIL stuff. We navigate that um, because you think about it, you know, you're down in Auburn and um, these these state schools with these huge, you know, vast networks yeah. of alumni, you know, it's something Duke has some really uh, extremely rich alumni, but it's still a small school. It's a smaller network. So to have somebody from the corporate world that can kind of tie all that in for us uh, to help us compete with these collectives for a lack of a better word, I guess, um, I think it's going to be special for us. I think it was a really, really smart move. I'm already a big fan of everything that John Shire's been able to do. It, it gets us super excited about the upcoming season. Obviously, recruiting is going really well. There was a big conversation on the internet about whether or not Trevor Keels would come back for his sophomore season. Is A.J. Green going to transfer in from Northern Iowa? And then out of left field, Tyrese Proctor reclassifies and comes in to really help solidify the roster. And then not to mention at that wing spot, uh, somebody like Jaden Shoup, who's a top 50 player in the country coming in. Uh, people that listen to Locked On Blue Devils are going to be like, JJ's going to say this again. And yes, I am. Dustin, I was a little frustrated uh, that it felt like some of the conversation was dismissive about what Jaden Shoup is going to be as a freshman. When I want to remind folks that anywhere else in America, if a top 50 freshman comes into your program, you're going to be jumping from joy and excited about what he could bring. And now with Proctor and Shoup, at the wing with Jeremy Roach and some of the other guys uh, that are going to contribute in this freshman year. Like Duke's still really damn talented and they're going to have a successful season coming up. Yeah. Well, the cupboard is not bare. I mean, <laughs> we're losing a lot of guys, but we're bringing some guys in. Um, as far as shoot goes, you know, you're right. Any other program in America would love a top 50. And I'm not saying that dis dismiss them. Um, for one, we don't know how John Shire is going to coach. Yeah. Uh, historically in a coach K coach team, uh, a guy like Jaden coming in in that range, that's kind of like the Alex O'Connell, uh, Jordan Tucker range, might not get as many minutes as they would maybe at a, at a lesser school. Um, 
but I think the guy's got potential. I, I'm hoping that we're having him as a, a three, four year guy um, can definitely shoot the ball. I think he's going to have to adjust to the pace and the, the strength of, of D one athletes. Um, but once he can get his feet under him under like that, uh, I think he's going to be a, a great addition for the program. All right, so we're playing Locked On Blue Devils bingo all of a sudden, Dustin. And I was sitting there thinking, racking my brain, the podcast has been out for over a year, and you just dropped Jordan Tucker's name for the first time ever on the show. Congrats to you, man. Okay. Like, that's big time that. there. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple more if we need them. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, a, a lot of commit. Has anybody men- mentioned Olek Chiz? No, the- we haven't got there yet, right, but man. that's a really good one. That okay. is a really good one. Yeah. Um, Duke's always had a bit of an overseas and foreign connection there, and we're yep. getting that in Tyrese Proctor. A guy from Australia is now going to enter the fold, much like Olek Chiz did. Uh, from Poland, I believe it was. Yep. Jack White. We had, yes. uh, yeah, we had Jack White from, uh, from Australia. So um, we'll see what Tyrese uh, song he brings out for, uh, for, for CTC. I think yes. Jack White came out to uh, the uh, minute work, the land yes. down under whatever song. Yeah. So I saw, to him. I saw some of the, the, uh, on, on Duke Twitter, uh, Trevor Keels had the NIL partnership with Outback Steakhouse this past season and it feels like that's the perfect opportunity for Outback to call up Tyrese Proctor. Hey, you're a top 10 recruit in the entire country from Australia. Maybe this down under Outback Steakhouse thing, maybe that'd be a good little marketing. I'm sure he says Bloomin' Onion the best of anybody <laughs> on the team. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he wins that award he wins for that. sure. So, uh, all right, so give me your overall thoughts on this roster. Now that Duke knows what they're going to look like this upcoming season, really talented bigs coming in. Uh, you're obviously losing a pair of great bigs in Paulo after his freshman season and the emergence that Mark Williams had as a sophomore. Give me your overall assessment of the team. Well, keep in mind that Grandison is uh, Grandison is still uh, looking to visit, so we right. could still be adding another potential uh, wing player. Um, I love having Jeremy Roach back as a junior a point guard. Um, anybody that you know knows Coach K's program, and I'm sure Shire is going to be the same way starts with the point guard that's the captain on the floor uh so to have that guy that's you know it's it's tough having a freshman point guard a lot of times unless you're a uh, tyus jones type guy so having that uh that's that steady hand to to kind of lead the show derek on the wing i think is going to be a fabulous two-way guy i've already been reading reports of him at k academy just locking people up um Mark Mitchell can he's going to be a slasher. I think he's going to be really great for us. You know, cutting off the ball, grabbing rebounds, um, flip, flip, and and lively at the four and five spots. Maybe both at the five, uh, changing in and out. Um, I think we've got a lot of versatility. And I think that's what I'm most excited about is just seeing what John does, how he plays um, with all that versatility, and then hopefully uh, Jaden and and Jeremy and Proctor can give us a little bit of spacing with their shooting as well. Yeah, that's going to be important and necessary for the Duke team as they get set for the upcoming season as the John Shire era gets underway. All right, let's take our last break of today's show. We'll begin to wrap things up on the other side here on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Blue Devils. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. I want to tell you about the caramel brownie flavor. It's amazing. Don't you just love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? It's so good. What if I told you that you could get all of that in one 
plus you're looking at 17 grams of protein. You're in luck because the Caramel Brownie Bars are available now at Built.com. you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. You want to get them while you can. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. Again, every single Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. Right now, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 at L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. It is our final segment here on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside Dustin Shu, a Devil's Den podcast co-host. You mentioned being a subscriber, a part of the Devil's Den community. If you would, kind of promote your podcast one more time, Dustin, where people can find it and kind of a rundown of what you guys have been up to lately. Yeah, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, I believe on Spotify as well. I, I know I get mine through Apple. Um, but we're also at thedevilsden.com, uh, message boards there. Um, a great community, uh, get a lot of inside analysis, recruiting info. So if you're just a Duke junkie, like most of us are, if you're listening to this podcast on a <laughs> you know Wednesday in the middle of summer, then I imagine you're a perfect fit for the devilsden.com. Um, so you can check out the boards there. There's a premium board, there's a free board. Um, but yeah, us guys, we're just, uh, we're continuing to just kind of follow the news of the summer and we'll be bringing out some, uh, episodes maybe once or twice a month it won't be very frequent not as frequent as you're doing this uh but we're hoping to bring on some some guests that people would like to hear for from so uh just check us out whenever you get a chance and rate and review subscribe we'd appreciate it i'm fascinated by uh your history being a duke basketball fan dustin and just in the brief conversations that we had and following you on twitter uh you're as diehard as they come when it comes to duke basketball uh, about 10 or so years older than me, Dustin. So I want to know from your perspective, talk to me about from the fans' perspective, sort of the evolution of college basketball recruiting in terms of following it and how much it really has developed over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a kid, obviously, you're not following recruiting. Right. Um, but, you know, I had it made pretty well when I was a kid. I think we went to seven Final Fours in nine years. Not so, a whole lot uh, to complain about there. Yeah, you know, a little spoiled, I would say. <laughs> I'm one of those spoiled fans. Um, but, you know, I went through the the 99 class when you had Shane Batty and you had Elk Brand. Uh, I mean, that's two national players of the year in the same class, at the same school. Um, of course, Elton was the national player of the year as a sophomore. Batty makes it as, uh, as a senior. Um, but... You know, to go from that and then a couple of years later, you're getting guys like J.J. and Sheldon, they're coming in. Uh, then, like I said, we had a little lull there for a couple of years in 07, 08, 09. We got Kyle Singler, one of my favorite players, just a warrior. He was a top five player in his class. That was the uh, O.J. Mayo and um, Kevin Love class, I believe. So that was a strong class. Um and then, of course, you know, things took off. We get Kyrie, you get Austin. You start bringing in these just stud freshmen that can do it all from, from day one. Um, it wasn't like that when I was a, a lot younger. You know, your, your freshmen had to wait their turn um, unless they were Grant Hill, you know, uber talented, something like that. So um, it's just been crazy wild to see where it's went from, you know, 1989 to 2022. I definitely remember when scout.com was the number one place to go to kind of follow as recruiting looked 
uh, over a decade ago, and now every place in the world is trying to do their best hiring these great recruiting reporters uh, to kind of keep you up to date on yep. who's on campus, who's visiting, and that's what, like that part of it has really changed as well. Because from the fans' perspective, and as the social media kind of ties into all of it as well, like you really are in the know as to who your team is targeting, whereas it used to kind of be a bit of a secret and it just wasn't as easily accessible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I, I do remember those scout days, rivals, you know, everything <laughs> back in the day. And now, like you said, you jump on Twitter um, and you can just pretty much just read it off of a list uh, on somebody's got their their top 20 pl- prospects of so-and-so class now. So um, it's definitely changed with with the advent and the blowing up of social media, I'd say. So we've got, uh, you mentioned the roster might not entirely be set. And again, I do want to touch on that. We're here in the off-season mode. So three shows a week here on Lockdown Blue Devils. And Jacob Grandison is a yep. graduate transfer coming over from Illinois. Two seasons playing at Holy Cross. Two seasons playing for the Fighting Illini. Six foot six, originally from the Oakland, California area. And I think what's so exciting is that this guy was a 41% three-point shooter this past season. And then when someone says 41%, you'll want to make sure that there's a good number of volume shots that are out sure, there. Yeah. Well, how about four and a half attempts per game for Granderson? That's a pretty good number. And it seems like he's going to be coming to visit Duke and possibly could be another addition. At 67% from the corner. Um, three. <laughs> Look so, at you know, if you get Tyrese Proctor or Derek slashing in with the ball, hey, here's a guy spotting up in the corner. No kidding. 67%. You know, I'll I'll live with that guy shooting uh all day there from there. So excited think, about about the possibility. And I think, Dustin, I think I've seen a couple of clips. I could be wrong, but and I'm gonna have to go and verify this as soon as we get done talking here. I believe Grandison is another lefty. And as a lefty myself, I'm, I mean, that jump shot is just the purest and, and most beautiful thing to look at. You know, I, I'd have to I'm trying to think of it now because typically as, as a lefty, I notice it right away. Um, he's right. If he is, he's right. Okay. Oh, right. I was You're mistaken. I, I, player before yeah, I was mistaken. I needed it okay. before I started to spread lies out here. Jacob Grandison no. is right-handed. All right. Well, we fact checked ourselves in real time. So that's, <laughs> that's good catch. Are we going to have any lefties on next year's team? I don't believe so. I Not unless so either. Are, still has two years of eligibility left. <laughs> yeah, we'll go find Man. him and him bring him back from the NBA. Exactly, exactly. Um, 2023 recruiting with Tyrese Proctor uh, coming in a year early. Obviously, that's a new scholarship that you can look at. I know Xavier Booker is a man that's playing for Team USA alongside uh, Jared McCain. Booker is left-handed. I feel pretty certain about that one. I, I, I like seeing big lefties. Like, yes. You know. Julius Randle, that's that's right. fun to watch. Vernon so, Carey, uh, Ver, uh, I believe Marvin uh, Bagley the third. Bagley yep. was lefty. Yep, so, exactly. So uh, if so, bring them on. You know, are you left handed as well? I'm a I'm a South. Look Paul's at this! Player. Look yeah. at this, man! This is perfect. You know, this on the golf great. course, people tell me I'm standing on the wrong side of the ball. So, yeah. <laughs> Dustin, this has been awesome. I hope this hasn't been too much trouble at all for you. I really appreciate you coming on the program. One more time, give us a plug for the Devil's Den. And if people want to follow you, where can they do that? 
follow me on Twitter. It's Dustin underscore shoe. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not on Twitter all that much. Not very vocal um, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, check us out at the devil's den.com. I'm on the board. Uh, I think you'll, you'll be able to spot my name um, on the board pretty easily. Um, so, and, and again, Apple podcasts, I believe Spotify, about anywhere you can find a podcast, uh, the devil's den uh, podcast shout should be on there. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the podcast today, Dustin. We'll do it again soon, okay? JJ, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That's Dustin Shu, a Devil's Den podcast co-host, joining us here on today's program. And that's going to do it for another edition of Locked On Blue Devils. So much fun. First time I was able to chop it up with Dustin, and I hope that you walk away a big fan of that podcast. I'm serious. Their conversation with Dave Bradley, the creative, the marketing, the guru, behind the Duke basketball brand was such a good conversation. You've got to go check it out wherever you get podcasts. Leave the Devil's Den podcast a five-star rating and review. It means a lot for them. It helps them out. And while you're doing it, do it for us here at Locked On Blue Devils as well. That's going to do it for another edition of Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.